1: Your podcast stinks. Your podcast stinks.
2: Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. roo It's
3: showtime.
4: A W.A.T.P. That's when you do the thing, Brian. That's when you say the WATP thing.
3: Oh, I say it too. Yeah, you say it too. Oh, sorry, WATP. Hello, Wait.
4: Robert... WATP. <laughs> Hello, Dicks and Customers. Welcome to another <laughs> episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that's actually just a two-hour-long commercial for Patreon.com/slash Who Are These Podcasts. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, host of Tell em, Steve, Dave. It's Brian Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Brian.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me back, Carl. Uh, I can only do this for five minutes, and then I'm going to be at a bowling alley with Chrissy Mayer. so if the sound's okay. not a problem...
4: <laughs> no problem. We'll roll with that. it will be easy enough. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and of course, link to our Patreon, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. We also have the brand new platform, watp.supercast.tech where you can get all those bonus episodes for the same price. If you don't like Patreon, we're going to do a show. I think we're going to record it on Black Friday. And we have an extra special guest who's going to be coming on and co-hosting. I'm very excited about that. So watch for that coming out soon. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Pantsuit Politics. This is a suggestion that came in from Heath. Brian and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by two women, Sarah Stewart-Holland and Beth Silvers. And these two women talk about politics and news articles they read and news stories that they've seen, and they're not happy about anything. They seem extremely (laughs) depressed. I'm a little bit worried for their psyche and their mental well-being. Do you have a clip, Ryan, you think sums up the show that you want to get going with here?
3: The one that sums up the show for me was, let me see. Oh, wow. I have sheets here, Carl. You got Um, notes. Yes, it would be clip 19.
4: Okay.
5: My big conclusion is that none of us have the education that we need about our country.
4: Yet. (laughs) I I actually have the same clip a little bit longer because she explains that this whole living through 2020— which, as we all can agree, has not been a lot of fun. She's. This is what she's learned from all of these experiences.
5: As I've thought more about what I've learned this year from the pandemic, from the election, from the racial reckoning, my big conclusion is that none of us have the education that we need about our country historically, civically, legally, geographically, to have the best answer to any particular question.
4: Her conclusion is that nobody can fix our problems. I think nobody that's a good Nobody can fix it. our problems,
3: and, and she, yet she wants to talk about it.
4: <laughs> well, they have a lot of answers, and we'll get into that. But I love that through all of this, what she's learned is that it's hopeless. <laughs> and guess what I learned this year? It's hopeless, and we should all just give up, and pack up, and go home. So that's great. Great advice.
3: And that is a thread that runs throughout the show, for yes. sure.
4: <laughs> yes, hopelessness is the common theme that goes on. So let's talk about the thing that infuriated me the most, and that is the cadence with which this one woman speaks. I believe this is Sarah. Brian, I happen to see some of your notes. You figured out which one was which, which was impressive. I couldn't tell. But I think this is Sarah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Listen to how she speaks. There's so many pregnant pauses in the middle of sentences. It doesn't make any sense to me
6: because of overrun floors, understaffed facilities, like, then it doesn't matter.
4: That's just a quick example. Here's another one, same
6: type of thing. And I think that's what's so difficult. To spit
4: it out! Why is it taking so long to get to these words? And I want to point out, before you think that we're just punching down that these women are very successful podcasters. This is a show with a lot of support. Did you see how many Patreon supporters they had, Brian?
3: They had like 25 Patreon supporters. And if I counted correctly, eight spots in a one hour show.
4: (laughs) Yes, there were eight spots, 2,400 Patreon supporters.
3: 2,400.
4: 2,400 Patreon supporters. And they explain, I went to their page and I, I watched the video that they have that promotes their Patreon. They explain why they need this support
6: we know that finding a better way to talk politics requires more than just our bi-weekly
5: podcast so we're taking fancy politics on the road spending time in schools community organizations and businesses to share what we know about how to walk in each other's directions your patreon support enables us to make this time commitment do research worthy of your listening time and grow our team
4: wow so we need to support them so that they can take this show on the road. They got to go to schools and businesses. Like, no, that's the whole point of a podcast. It goes everywhere. You don't have to take it on the road. That's why podcasts exist.
3: When uh, when I was in eighth grade, the Salvation Army came into our school and they uh, they had a band and they were playing Van Halen, which in eighth grade was awesome. Sweet. And they played one song, and just as he's about to get to the to the solo. He just moves on because this guy ain't no Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I can't express how disappointed I was in the moment. These ladies showing up to my school to to <laughs> preach this woke shit to me that they don't even believe, evidently. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, let's talk about that because these women are very left-leaning, which I think will become as no surprise to anybody. They talk a lot about the electoral college and all of the issues with that. And I thought the hypocrisy of this was pretty fun to point out. The Electoral College is an impediment to our democracy, according to these
6: women. The value that they either believe drives our electoral system or believe should drive our electoral system is one person, one vote. And the Electoral College is the biggest impediment to that.
4: Okay, so we've heard this discussion before. We can have this type of debate. But then the woman says this.
6: You know, when the polling for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party was looking so positive, particularly in Texas, my husband and I had this conversation and I said, man, maybe we shouldn't waste any political capital on the Electoral College if we turn Texas blue.
4: Oh, so if Texas votes for Democrats, then all of a sudden we like the Electoral (laughs) College. It's funny how that works out, isn't it? Well, if we could just win every single presidential election, then this system's great. I don't have a problem with it at all. Don't be so open about your dishonesty, I guess would be my point.
3: And they are, it's not enough to just tell their friends. They have to go into a podcast and let everyone else know. Because that was in one of my notes too, that like they have this, uh, we're all in it together, uh, like facade, but the more they talk, the more you realize it's like, all they care about is themselves and their stupid kids.
4: Yes. And the COVID discussion, this show starts off with a, a lot of fun.
6: We are facing the most frightening, horrific Numbers as far as this current surge, I don't know if surge is the right word for it anymore. We're
1: all gonna die.
6: The first 20 minutes of this podcast was them
4: explaining how we're all going to die and there's nothing that we can do about it. Which I don't know how you feel about COVID, Brian. Uh, I think that maybe we're overdoing it a little bit, especially when they talk about things like this.
5: There is a better chance of surviving this now than there was in March because of all of the learning in the medical community. And that's amazing. And shout out to the medical community. There's a better chance of surviving this now. Yes, there's a 99.95% chance.
4: This isn't stage four cancer. The way they're talking about this thing, they're like, the good news is there's a better chance you'll survive. At 99.9%, there's not even, that's not even a discussion. Like, doc, what are my chances? Only ninety nine point nine five percent. Okay, just go home then. Yes, you can. Yeah. Let me Sleep double up
3: on the masks then. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the overreaching government shit with the COVID stuff. Like, I get wearing a mask in the store, but then when yeah. they start shutting shit down, and these these women don't seem to care. And there's, I have a, a clip here that she uh, she actually mentions. Let me see if I can find it. You you must have a very good system. That doesn't include shuffling through papers to find uh, your This is, this is your true, clips there. yes.
4: I I do write down my notes, and then I name my clips with words that will remind me of what is in the clip.
3: <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah, instead of Clip 10. Which is, uh... <laughs> That's amazing.
4: <laughs> there you go. I've been at this a long time, though, Brian, so don't feel bad, you know?
1: Yeah, There's Clip 10, I think,
4: says a lot. Okay.
6: And I'm not sure if, you know, definitely leadership, but any of us have have done a good job of saying, especially those of us who are protected economically.
4: Oh, yes.
3: No, that says a lot right there.
4: Right. That's why
3: she's okay with the shutdown, because when the shutdowns happen, it doesn't affect her.
4: Right. And it's funny, too, because she explains what will kill everybody.
6: Indoor dining is spreading this virus (laughs) and causing people to die. It's causing really huge problems in our economy.
4: Bullshit. I think this woman might be an alarmist. If Gavin Newsom isn't all that worried about indoor dining, I don't know that we should be either.
3: <laughs> and I mean, the indoor dining, I don't know how it is where you are, but for us, it's 25%. And they have this weird thing where in order to enter the restaurant, you have to be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Now you walk six feet to your table, take the mask off. Right. I'm not sure who's coming up with these ideas or these directives, but it just seems weird to me. <laughs>
4: yeah, you think maybe it's a little bit arbitrary in the way it they're coming up with so. these rules? We have this new rule, we're in New York State, And the restaurants have to close by 10 p.m. And what's great about this is that it forces people to go to the restaurant earlier and all be there at the same time. You would think if you're worried about a population all being in the same place at the same time, everything would be open 24-7. Supermarkets should be open all night long. Restaurants should be open all night long. Instead, they're like, we're going to make a finite window when you can go out to eat just to make sure there's a light out the door okay
3: this Great. is where you can really see the uh intellect of politicians and how like <laughs> politics work yeah, like it's... that would be interesting to talk about just how fucked up they are with this kind of stuff rather than the same regurgitated woke stuff and one of these people says that they're a conservative beth uh, claims she's that she's a conservative interesting. i didn't see any they,
4: they agreed on every point that they made i don't understand. every single
3: one <laughs> i said that to my girl my wife i was like there's no discussion there's no like back and forth it seems like they write statements and then just read them and then it's like okay now it's your turn
4: yeah they never talk over each other It's it's almost scripted but you can tell it's not because they can't find the word so often maybe they're having a hard time reading it chris you found out producer chris you were looking at their website what was the tagline they had on there something about disagreement you just had it up a second ago oh with
2: disagree with grace or something
4: disagree like with grace there's no disagreement going on <laughs> it's,
1: it's the BFF so i think that show. should be
3: i think it should co-opt that for watp's new uh new slogan disagree with grace yes your podcast sucks balls
4: <laughs> i disagree that's very graceful <laughs> well let's get back into the, the fear porn that's going on that these women are buying into <laughs> shit like this
5: that danger of rural areas having to deal with surges in covid cases they have to airlift patients to hospitals better equipped to manage severe cases so i
4: looked this up because that sounds really scary we're airlifting patients to hospitals <laughs> there was one patient who was airlifted out of el paso which is not necessarily a, a rural area and then there was another one in martha's vineyard who was airlifted to boston because martha's Vineyard's a fucking island <laughs> that's why you had to airlift him it's not like we're fucking flying people all across the country because they have covid it's just not true but brian i can assure you that it's much more dangerous now
5: so in many ways this is a very different situation than march and a more dangerous one
4: and that's the way the news goes
5: <laughs> how is it more
4: dangerous they just went through and said the treatments are better people are surviving why is it did they explain why it's more dangerous now or they just want it to be
3: they don't explain anything if you go to my <laughs> clip three just listen to what what she says and then it, they just don't address it at all
5: there is this current in the discussion comparing this moment to march and i think that's an inaccurate comparison mm-hmm. in ways that are both good and scary on the good side we've learned that ventilators aren't as effective as we thought they were <laughs>
3: <laughs> on the good side okay
5: <laughs> the good news is we were hooking all these people up to ventilators they died so that's yeah, good. none
3: of it was making a hell of a, a bit of difference
4: <laughs> I could, she never does explain like why is that good what's good about that <laughs> it would have been better if we never thought ventilators were the answer to begin with don't you think
3: yeah
4: that would have been good
3: yeah like what asshole made that decision <laughs>
4: right <laughs> and same, and by the way, they the same medical professionals who are at the hospital now that were there in March and they were hooking people up to ventilators and killing them. So I don't, I don't see a silver lining here. I could be wrong. I don't know. Let's talk about where the blame should go, Brian. This is always one of my favorite things with podcasters. They blame everyone but themselves. In fact, blaming yourself is a bad idea. It starts with, of course, the government.
5: As a sociologist, it's easy for me to see how that blame is deeply misplaced. How women should be blaming our government for failing to stop the spread of the virus, for failing to pay people to stay home, for failing to provide an adequate social support system with affordable childcare, affordable health care, and sufficient financial protections for people who can't make ends meet.
4: Okay, so based on what she just said, At worst, these women are communists. And at best, they're children. Why can't the government just pay everybody to stand in their house for the next 20 years? What the fuck's the problem? Why aren't we just paying people to do nothing?
3: I I, I thought that was crazy, too, because I'm thinking, like, she's... She's thinking, I think, very surface, like, okay, the host and the waiters and waitresses. She's yeah. probably not thinking as far as the cooks or the people who do the linens or the people who deliver the food or, or the people who process the food. Now they don't need as much food. It's like, it's not as simple as telling a couple waitresses to take a load off and hang out.
4: Right. And not for nothing, I don't know why no one's realized this, but in the countries that did have that huge shutdown, lockdown, like Italy, it's come back anyway. So it was mm-hmm. all for naught. It was all a waste <laughs> of fucking time, wasn't it? Um, so when I hear people say things, they don't understand economics at all. And they say things like, oh, let's just pay people to, to sit at home. The government should have done this. And it's all Trump's fault. I just think, okay, they, they must be. This is what children think when they get out of like high school. That's what they're taught. And then I'm listening to the ads that are on this show, and I realize I'm right. They are children. The party is <laughs> <has> started,
2: <laughs> and your invite is still waiting. I'm talking about the Candy Crush candy party, of course. <laughs> Don't miss the three weeks of candy celebrations with Candy Crush Saga. There are loads of fun challenges and some sweet, sweet rewards if you top the leaderboards like Unlimited lives. I'm
4: sorry. I had to play too much of that. The copy of that ad is insane to me. Wow, you get unlimited lives (laughs) because it's a video game. They should let you play it as much as you want, right? Isn't that how video games work?
3: (laughs) Isn't that the game Opie used to play?
4: (laughs) Yes. Yes, That's right. (laughs) That's a commercial for children and Opie. (laughs) I love that when you listen to podcasts, sometimes you wonder, who is the audience for this show? And the way that you learn is through the advertising. Like, we do ads for Manscaped because 88% of the people who listen to WATP are men. So it makes sense. So I wonder, who is listening to these two women depress the hell out of you?
6: Imagine if you could shop the shelves of all your local liquor stores at the same time? Well, spoiler alert, you can with Drizzly, the number one alcohol delivery app.
4: By the way, Drizzly, if you're listening, we actually have a lot of alcoholics listening to this show, too. <laughs> We'd love to have you on. Be happy to read that copy. Uh, so they're, um, they're, they're immature drunks who enjoy this show and pay these women money. I think that pretty much sums it up.
3: I, I think they were into the drizzly because there's uh, one, there are two different moments in this where I feel that they show themselves as uh, women. Uh, clip eight my clipping show
6: themselves as women
4: (laughs) Yeah,
6: (laughs) you know i had a really hard weekend a really hard weekend i just feel sad and i feel overwhelmed and i just had to let myself feel that and say like well that's that's an appropriate emotion for right now
4: yeah they turn it on and off don't they they get they get really weepy from time to time
3: yeah because right then she um the uh, the other one, Beth immediately just starts reading it as if she her friend wasn't breaking down. She starts reading <laughs> into like reading something else.
4: <laughs> well, she came to the rescue then, I guess. Or maybe. And well, then, they... if you want
3: to read quickly, read uh, quickly. Do clip twenty one too. Oh yeah, yeah. You can hear her breakdown. It's fun.
6: That I care as much about my children's driving and succeeding and the school board doing well as you do.
4: Oh my god,
6: I, they, this has
4: to be an act, right?
3: they like you said they turn it on and off so quickly yeah. that i think they're trying to appeal to i mean their whole audience has to be if i can't imagine a guy listening to this shit
4: well guys are listening because when they list all of the executive producers at the end of the show <laughs> there is a long list of people and there were guys names in there i was like what what are you doing why are you doing yeah. this to yourself are doing this for <laughs> brian you will be shocked to learn what news channel these women go to for election results coverage.
5: I like to watch election returns on MSNBC. Really?
4: Uh, yeah, no. MSNBC. No.
5: <laughs> you don't
4: say. I never would have guessed it. Uh it's a get it, fox. <laughs> getting back to fun uh COVID talk.
6: More people are going to die.
4: <laughs> Bad news. All people are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> More people are going to die. All people die. I know it does suck. <laughs> I don't want to bring out an existential crisis for this woman, but Christ. All right. Else, some... Who oh, else should ahead. we blame, Brian, besides uh, the government for not paying us to stay home? Well, we got to blame the men, right? The patriarchy. Mm-hmm.
5: How women should, in many cases, be blaming their own spouses or partners for prioritizing mm-hmm. their own careers, for not doing enough at home, and for denying the science about COVID-19.
3: That's spoken like a stay-at-home sociologist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no
4: shit. Do we know what the sex of the bat in Wuhan was? Was it a dude?
3: Because this this whole thing, we we don't know. Spiteful male bat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's really just the men's fault all the way around. Um, Mm. Last thing I want to play about whose fault it is. Guess what? It's Trump's fault, too.
5: We are all struggling individually because we are all struggling collectively, and we are struggling collectively because the type of leadership we need from the federal government isn't there right now.
4: Oh, okay. So that's why I'm struggling as an individual because of Trump. How does that mm-hmm. make any sense? Can you can you take any responsibility for your own actions as an individual? Apparently not.
3: She cannot. They no. will not.
4: Uh, what else you want to talk about here, Brian? What else like we got
3: here? here. Um... Let's see. I thought this was fun, too. She I don't know where they start talking about. This is also Trump's fault. uh, My clip 13.
4: Okay.
5: And I will talk more about this on tonight's Nightly Nuance for those of you who are there with me on Patreon. But one of our listeners is part of a team of people working hard to help Lisa Marie Montgomery, who is scheduled to be executed (laughs) by the federal government on December 8th.
4: This is unbelievable. This is (laughs) unbelievable. You You want to tell the story of this woman?
3: This woman uh, was pretending she was going to buy a dog from this dog breeding lady, Yeah, uh, struck up a, uh, a relationship, and then said she was going to come over and buy the dog under a false name. Uh, the woman who was selling the dogs was pregnant, and this Lisa Marie Montgomery decided to cut open her stomach, cut open her womb, and take her unborn child, leaving this woman dead in the process. They did recover the child, thankfully, like less than a day later. But these guys think that even though she's been on death row for 16 years, has exhausted all her appeals, still, Trump is such an asshole to only allow October until December 8th to uh, grant clemency. I don't care if it was October until December 8th of the year 3000, Trump is not going to grant
4: clemency because it's a federal crime. Well, plus, the only reason why they care about this is because it's a woman. Oh, yeah, I, I don't, They don't talk about like the death penalty is immoral or anything like that. They're just like, this is the first woman who's going to be uh, executed by the state in 67 years, and we just can't have that. We have people working hard on protecting this woman. It's like, she murdered a pregnant woman and stole her baby out of the womb. That's fucking insane. This person like, should be put down.
3: <laughs> it, that's one of those crimes that like everyone is like, they'll stop and watch. Like, what the fuck did she do? Yes, Like, it's so out there and so crazy. And it's like, well, she was
4: abused as a child. It's like, right. so was I.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> so was I. Right.
4: I'm not cutting open <laughs> ladies' wombs. Yeah, th- I'm, you're out right <laughs> of excuses when you start cutting babies out of people. And then after they have that conversation about how this is terrible amidst COVID, how can they do this to this woman? She says this.
5: So we'll put in the show notes a petition that you can sign if you care about this. Links to learn more about it. I will talk more on the nightly nuance, but I want to mention it here because this is the kind of thing that. Does wake me up in the middle of the night. Sometimes it just makes me feel like we are so off base in our priorities in this country.
4: Who's off base with their priorities? <laughs> she wants to protect this woman who murdered a pregnant woman and stole her baby. She's like, we're just, we just don't have our priorities straight in this country. Like you're a lunatic. Yeah, you're not talking about a jaywalker. Talking, like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Oh like, my what god. Did they have had to do? <laughs> I I can't believe that you're gonna sign a petition. To keep this woman from getting executed, this is not the person that you want to use. As see, us women could do things too. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's, it's <laughs> not. It's not the poster child for that. I don't know. They're uh, also
3: not. Um, they 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 do jump around a lot. The whole thing was supposed to be about the electoral college, which I'm pretty sure they don't get going on until like minute forty. Yeah. So uh, for some reason, they're uh, even though they've been saying. That the singular focus should be on COVID. Uh, clip 14, yeah, they okay. start talking about this stuff.
5: We also get some new research. This mission is careered by a couple of physicists. They're gonna be looking at the effects of microgravity on the heart, for example. They're gonna to attempt to grow some radishes. <laughs>
3: The, space radishes made me laugh and as I, that's all i could think of i'm like that's why i want to put that clip in space radishes. space radishes that's a priority space radishes
4: well you know she doesn't even know what she's talking about she just read an article as regurgitating this information like, definitely
3: what's the, what's she was talking nasa
4: <laughs> why, why is this important i don't understand yeah.
3: oh i also have for you and i i think and all the good podcasters around us uh play can you play clip four
4: yeah
5: and shout out to the medical community that is already so burned out Mm -hmm. and exhausted and tired.
3: First, I like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) them. mm-hmm. Yeah. But secondly, people have been blowing healthcare workers since this whole thing started. Now, hear me out on this. I'm with you. That's their job. Correct. If you're going to talk about anyone who brought light to people's lives during a fucking lockdown, like you said, 95.95% of people either... Don't get it or or uh, get better from it. Yeah. What about the podcasters who kept all that entertainment flowing?
4: That's a good point, man.
3: Like, think about like I mean, we were doing shit. Like, I was doing shit like two two three extra shows a week just for people, you know. Um, and I know <laughs> that's not curing anyone, but at the same time, it's like
4: how, how about how about a little shout out for us? Nobody's ever thanking the podcasters. Always the fucking healthcare workers. Like that's what they signed up for. Yeah. They wanted to do that so bad they went went to school for a while in order to do that.
3: Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I have, you know, we don't have the right masks. It's like, well, whose fault is it? Well, men's, I guess, right? I mean, somehow.
1: (laughs) We don't have the
4: right masks. Oh, boy. Man, we got a lot of hate in our reviews. Apparently, people found out about Reply Guys, that podcast that we did with Gino. Uh, And uh, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more hate from this podcast. (laughs) Gino is awesome. Gino was great. He was so funny out here. Although everyone tells me that that's not correct. <laughs> that's, that's what I keep this is
3: another no shit sh- no shit Sherlock, Comment uh, uh, clip five.
4: Okay.
6: To me, that's what's so scary. Is now what we've realized is it's not ventilators that will save people. It's healthcare workers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was always I mean, the healthcare ventilators workers. that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> it was always healthcare workers. Wow. Holy
3: shit. We thought it was the ventilators.
4: <laughs> we always just it thought becomes, it was this contraption that
3: Yeah, they're gonna come become self-aware like Skynet or some shit and take care of the whole problem.
4: <laughs> wow. It, it's unreal. Uh all right. I have a clip on here that I'm gonna ask you, Brian, listen closely and tell me what the fuck is this woman talking about?
6: That individualistic approach is not only harming the people that blame themselves, but harming all of us because It really props up those psychological weaknesses in our own reasoning, right? I love when
4: you end a sentence with the word right, because you know you just made
6: no sense.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah, she's like, right, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no.
4: There was a lot of this stuff where they were just talking in circles and not making any points for minutes at a time. And she went through the oh. electoral college. I thought that they had some good research and information on it. It wasn't all blowhardy, but then when they're trying to figure out what the solutions are to these problems, they have no idea. And they just talk in these ways that cannot be understood by anybody. But I think that they think they sound smart and someone must think they sound smart. Cause they're fucking signing up that nightly nuance thing that she was promoting on the Patreon. I don't know if you realize this for five bucks a month, you get the Thursday night nightly nuance. But for ten bucks a month, you get Monday through Thursday. So she's doing nightly shows four days a week. Oh my god! How does she have this? Have this much content to put out? She can't even. How like do find do people the right want to watch to say. it? That that's the crazy part. They also have another podcast called The Nuanced Life, which is a whole other show that both of them co-host. Would you ever do that? Like have two co-hosts who do multiple different types of shows?
3: I don't think so. (laughs) I I don't think so. I I don't understand. Like, they're so look this. And I, I feel like I'm being objective about this. They're so dry and boring. Yeah. Like, they're just so boring that I'm like, how do they have, like said, 2400 patrons, like with so much content out there?
4: Well, when they say dynamite stuff like this, now this is referring again to the Electoral College. And I did not realize this.
6: I say this as a Southerner. The history of the South and Electoral College is so disturbing. It was about protecting white supremacy and protecting power, and it still is.
4: Did you know that, Brian, the Electoral College is all about white supremacy? I wasn't aware. I I had no idea. I never read that history book.
3: What is it about liberals that they just love to ascribe anything that they don't like to racism yes. or the patriarchy or misogyny or any number of these ease, you know, or isms. Yeah. I, they I don't understand.
4: They're able to connect dots that are, very far apart from each other mm-hmm. and they can just connect right to it just go yeah well it's because of white supremacy You're like well can you back up and explain she didn't explain that can you explain what you mean by that it doesn't make any fucking sense
3: they don't explain anything they don't explain anything i had a clip on there uh clip 16
5: and we had an administration it didn't function well but it functioned
4: <laughs> right talking about the trump administration
3: yeah well what do you mean by that they she doesn't follow it up it fun- so she's saying it functioned on a base level
4: Mm-hmm. It was functional,
3: but I'm like, well, why didn't it function then? Right. Like, wasn't the, wasn't the economy great? Like, didn't COVID bring everything down, kind of?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know it's so funny because the people who just throw out there, like, well, Trump was the worst president ever, and everyone just accepts that. Like, well, yeah, of course, we all know that. That's just that's just the truth. But no one ever explains why.
3: Yeah, and I'm not even a, the only thing I cared about in my state the only thing i voted for was yes on marijuana and we won baby we won
4: congratulations (laughs) we're still waiting in new york state that was supposed to have happened earlier this year i blame covid (laughs) now i'm blaming
3: (laughs) it's trump's fault
4: that's probably it probably is trump's fault
3: i have a clip 22 where beth admits she's a dummy
4: oh good i always like that Mm
5: -hmm. i have a bias that decisions made on a small scale are usually higher quality decisions than decisions made at a large scale and that is a bias that is often proven wrong for me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I have this deep belief that I'm always wrong about. <laughs> well, change it then. <laughs> Why would you say that? that? me. <laughs> oh boy, that's fun.
3: This I think this actually does also sum up uh, sum up both of these ladies. You know, they're talking about what they're doing. You know, like that is isn't politically related related. And one lady takes pictures, but Beth. Uh, reads a book that's my clip 23
5: over the weekend i read girls burn brighter which was a selection for our extra credit book club
4: oh okay, okay. that's fun
3: i bet she has a hobby i don't know she's what reading. the extra credit book club is
4: <laughs> yeah i don't know either
3: um but if you follow it quickly with clip 24
4: yeah Let's, let's, I mean, it's great that she's reading a book. I'm sure that's a lot of fun for her to oh, unwind. Sure. You know, she's watching all this news coverage. She's getting very scared about COVID and the transition to the Biden administration. Hopefully, this is going to soothe her.
5: It is mostly set in India, and it is a hard read in that there's incredible suffering. You come to very much care <laughs> about two main characters, and they go through incredible suffering.
4: Who's reading this book? <laughs> what kind of endorsement is that? I wept openly as I turned each page. Like, okay, great.
3: I swear, I'm not even kidding. When she said girls burn brighter and I looked up the book, I and it was in India, I'm like, I there's no way they're not talking about literally burning women alive. like in <laughs> yeah. k- Kitchen accidents and shit, you know?
4: Oh, man. And you get invested in these characters who just get tortured. Oh, great. Yeah, they
3: they want to be sad all the time. And guys. they are. And they're pulling yeah. it
4: off. They're nailing it. They're not well, and I, I just feel like they're, they're too involved.
6: Because we are the United States, and our destinies are tied up together. And I think the Electoral College perpetuates this idea that we're not striving together to a better future, but that we are competing with each other for scarce resources and scarce political power.
4: I think she should stop watching cable news for a while. Like Just take yeah. a week or two off because it's not working for her.
3: Who are the people that just buy news wholesale, regardless
4: of what channel it's on, regardless of the source? Dude, that's the crazy thing to me because they keep citing, they're like, well, according to the Washington Post and according to the New York Times, I'm like, do you believe what you read in the Washington Post? And there's yeah. still people like that? That's amazing. It's yeah, it's propaganda, like, it's, proven. It's, it's proven.
3: It's been proven. It's
4: proven propaganda. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, which I, what I thought was fun is She tries to, and what they try to do is they try to toe the line from time to time, although anytime they spout one of their opinions, they prove to be communist. But they try to toe the line and just say, you know, we have different opinions, but it doesn't make one person dumb or another person smart. And she says this about, they're talking about the Senate race in Alabama. And she was disappointed in the result, but then she thought about it.
6: And it's easy to get in that spot and be like, ugh, right? The dumb people of Alabama But then you that's not fair. That's not reasonable. So she doesn't want to paint with a broad brush,
4: which I appreciate. So I thought what she was going to say next was, well, maybe they voted in this Republican because they have these values or they want to see these types of changes in their state. But no, this is what she actually meant by people in Alabama aren't dumb.
6: I read an amazing statistic about the Electoral College that 800,000 Democrats voted in Alabama. That's equal to the population of about nine electoral votes in other smaller states. So even Alabama, the state that that is so easy to have a narrative about as a Democrat is just not true. It's just not true. So isn't that funny? She goes, not everyone in Alabama is an idiot. There's also Democrats there. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's right. where you were going with the
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's <weird>. so enlightened.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so enlightened. I, I really appreciate that insight. Great. Did you, it's really one of these people all conservative for real?
3: Yeah. The uh, Beth so, uh, claims she's a conservative and Sarah's a progressive. <laughs>
4: not buying it. I couldn't tell uh, the two apart when they were talking, except for the stupid cadence thing. Oh, and this, the longest inhale I've ever heard on a podcast.
6: I think that's essential. But it's like... <laughs> I didn't sweet that!
3: <laughs> I have a clip of uh, Sarah delivering a double whammy of vocal fry, and uh, another great staccato pause delivery of uh, a word.
4: Love it. Is it 20? It's 20, yeah. yeah.
6: The reason we ended up with the Electoral College is because the oligarchy of the South that wanted to protect its power has been successful at protecting that power for most of our countries.
3: Uh, uh, I don't why do women do it? Like what is it about? So
4: I I've actually looked into this and I've heard it explained on the No Agenda show that for some reason younger women think they sound smarter when they talk with that vocal fry.
3: Really? It's that simple?
4: Well, apparently. I don't know if that's huh. true or not, but they do not sound smart.
3: <laughs> Read it in the Washington Post.
4: <laughs> Probably the Washington Post told me that. It's it's yeah. crazy that so many people talk like that because they're doing it on purpose. You're not born talking like that. That's a weird thing to do.
3: No, no. And the uh, the whole like pause oligarchy. I'm like, oh, that's a 10 cent word, isn't it, baby? Oh, she was <laughs> really proud of herself there yeah they have a vocal fry party in clip eighteen, okay you get to hear a lot of
5: it <laughs> the fry party. I like it, but how can we feel like more voices are heard through a different or reformed system?
6: You know, we talk about values so often here, and we say that values should drive our priorities. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it
3: starts normal.
4: I, to tell us. I know. Even <laughs> just the word "priority" started normal. Priority. <laughs> <laughs> if there's enough syllables in there, they can transition into a frog. Yeah. It's very impressive. <laughs> um, all right. So at the end, they we we get to get to know Sarah and Beth a little bit. They tell us a little bit about their personal lives and all the fun stuff they're doing. And what Sarah does is she's been journaling everything that happens throughout an entire week.
6: I also really value the fact that I can go back and see that, oh yeah, when Biff, Griffin was a baby, Nicholas would bring his bottle in at 6 a.m. and he'd sleep with me for another hour.
2: Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck?
4: <laughs> when she was talking about taking pictures of everything that's happening throughout the day for an entire week and writing down notes about it, how self-important is this fucking person to think that this is... Anyone's going to want to see this ever again. Who cares?
3: Yeah. I mean, if they even want to see it the first time,
4: right? Like your life is not that exciting. You don't need to make record of it for future generations. No, definitely
3: not. She, um, I had a different clip if I can find it. It's, uh, maybe I won't find it, but she's really, she's really into her kids and thinks that we should also be into her kids as well. Like that should be our top priority. If they're talking priorities, you know, Hey, my kids,
4: Oh yeah, I mean, know them.
3: That,
1: that was one
4: them. of the things when they were talking about. You know, my kids got to go to school. It's really important that they go to school. So all of you people who work in restaurants who are killing everyone, just stay home. You got to mm-hmm. save my kids, so you have to stay home. It's like, lady, these people also love the people who they're they're in their families and their friends, and would also like to have a life. It's not just about you.
3: Yeah, it, it does. They really are sort of myopic and narcissistic. <laughs> a you little know, bit. They, they, yeah. they come off like they're, they're these do-gooders for, you know, the, the whole liberal cause. But really, they're just shit heels. <laughs>
4: <You know? laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of summing it up. <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, oh, this is how they wrap up the show. I just thought this was interesting.
5: We hope that you are finding bits of enjoyment in a tough time. We hope this episode helped you process some of that tough time and think maybe a little bit differently about some of what's going on in our country. We'll be back here again with you on Friday to continue the political conversation.
4: Hope we're finding bits of enjoyment all you did was scare the shit out of me about COVID and then tell me how the electoral college is all about white supremacy. What kind of enjoyment? What sicko is getting enjoyment from that?
3: God forbid if I live in Alabama, how am I going to enjoy it? It's I'm terrifying. a Republican.
4: That, everything they talked about was terrifying. The one yeah. woman was saying how she wasn't getting as much sleep lately. She, she has to take CBD. I think that was one of their ad reads. It's like, well, yeah, of course you're not getting as much sleep. You're terrifying yourself.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you're—that's the thing—they're sitting around just thinking about this shit all the time. Now, people ask me, they're like, "Well, how did the, how did the lockdown affect you?" It's like it didn't really, because I work from home mostly. Uh, I don't like to go out because I don't really like to like where I live. It's sort of crowded. It's not a city, but it's crowded enough. I just you know I don't really like being around people that much. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. So staying home and shit and being able to just order in and not have to deal with people and the streets were like not busy. It was kind of awesome in a way.
4: Well, I'm glad for you, Brian. Is that the bit of yeah. enjoyment and entertainment you wanted to share with everyone? That
3: was probably the bit of enjoyment for everyone out there, yeah. <laughs> at least, uh, at at least I was Brian's the point enjoying it.
4: You know, us musicians who can't play shows anymore, don't don't worry about us. <laughs> at least Brian's having a good time. He likes us sit at home. Yeah, I'm a- kicking a- home. Hey, if
3: you put it on... Uh... If you put it on uh, Zoom, like everybody's doing their Zoom shit these days, I'll watch you you rock out. All right. Lots of isotopes.
4: All right. There you go. (laughs) There's the plug I was looking for. (laughs) I saw that. Oh, this is a fun clip that I have. This might sum up the content of this show. When you think about what value are these people bringing when they're talking, what are they trying to communicate? What are they trying to convey with what they're saying? This sums it up perfectly.
6: We have to call a thing a thing, as Brenda Salter McNeil said during the Allied Tour, and I think about a lot. We have to call a thing a thing.
4: That literally means nothing. That is such a waste of time. We have to call a thing a thing. These are the types of sentences that idiots regurgitate because they hear someone else say it and they think it sounds smart. It's, it doesn't. It's not a smart thing to say. Calling a thing a thing is not a smart sentence. It's not
3: deep. No, it's, it's, not a, deep. it's meaningless.
4: <laughs> oh, boy. What else do you have on here? Brian, anything else you want to play from this show?
3: Uh let's see. It was an
4: hour and nine minutes long. I made you suffer through it, so <laughs> it I was, to make it sure was I got
3: boring as shit. like so at least boring. social distance assistance, like it, it was just the the one that we did last time.
1: Yeah.
3: They were very uh easy to make fun of. These ladies were just boring as hell, man.
4: Yeah. I remember that but still that fun we, to do. Remember we listened to that show and and this happened?
1: This episode could be hard to listen to.
4: (laughs) I still have that on the board. It's so funny. It really summed up the show for me.
3: I did think this this was another no shit moment. Uh, Clip 17.
4: Okay.
5: I don't know. I am coming around to the viewpoint that some people are never going to respect the outcome of this election. And I think that's what you see in the Biden team right now. I don't hear them talking about the election wasn't stolen, shut down all of the dissent.
3: Because they won, you stupid fuck. (laughs) Why would would there be dissent?
4: (laughs) Well, yeah, she's trying to make the point that Trump's out there saying, I didn't lose the election, and he's trying to sue and have recounts and all this kind of stuff. And they're saying, look at how Biden's handling it. He's not even talking about it. Yeah, because the media's not talking about it either. Why would Biden bring any... Nobody wants to say anything. Nobody wants to be like, oh, yeah, is there maybe a possible problem? Was there some weird shit that happened the night of the election? They don't want to bring it up. Why would they?
3: Yeah, like, do you want to like quadruple check your lottery ticket with a guy if you already told you you won? No, <laughs>
4: right. You're just yes, like, cool, we're good. I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's a good point. Yeah,
3: so that's I think that's most
4: of what I had. All right. Well, we got some more things to get to, but first I have to tell you, winter is coming. Brace yourself. You a Game of Thrones guy, Brian?
3: I was. Uh, people warned me not to watch the last season, so I never did.
4: Okay. What the writers of Game of Thrones didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Poor guy what? thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor and hair trimmer. Did you know that you could be wheelchair-bound if you're not using Manscaped?
3: I say he deserves it.
4: <laughs> Brian, you don't look like a guy who uses a lot of razors. Am I correct about that?
3: Not up here, but Carl, if you gave me a moment, I could run upstairs. Got a Manscaper.
1: Aren't they Powerful. amazing?
3: I got a bit of I've got a bit of a hairy back, so
4: I'm it's, actually it's... a huge fan of the razor. I love the fact that it's got the LED light. You can use it in the shower. It can mm-hmm. get wet. There's no mess afterwards. You don't nick anything. It works really well. I'm talking about the lawnmower 3.0 with the advanced skin safe, and it just there's no nicks or cuts. It, the the copy here says it reduces nicks and cuts. There are no nicks and cuts. It's impossible to nick or cut with the <laughs> manscaped razor. Uh, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer help you whack out those nasty weeds in your delicate holes. The product product also has proprietary skin-safe technology to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. The Performance Package also includes Crop Preserver. It's deodorant for your balls to protect against chafing. Also, their, their Crop Reviver... <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> like, you didn't use that just this morning. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> their Crop Reviver Ball Toner will keep your boys fresh at all times. I... I've used all of these products. I even got the underwear, the Manscaped underwear that keeps your balls separated from your body. So you don't have to have all the chafing happen anyway. Right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code WATP at manscaped.com. During the winter, you may be spending more time inside with your balls. Might as well make them beautiful. (laughs) Chris. You might as well make them beautiful. Get 20% off of free shipping with the code WATP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Be sure to join the Manscaped movement. These products are snow joke. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you see the theme I've got going here? I'm <laughs> just okay. going to
3: let you live in it for a little while. <laughs> I,
4: I, I don't mind that. Seriously, you guys have heard me talk about Manscaped. You've heard other podcasts talk about it. Now's a great time to get out there and buy it. You will thank yourself. You'll thank me and you'll be supporting the show. Who doesn't want to support who are these podcasts? By the way, Anthony Cumia had Chad Zumach on the show on Monday. And Brian, are you following the whole Chad Zumach thing that's going on?
3: I am. I can't tell if he's trolling. If he's not trolling, it's he's a, he's an out there kind of guy. It would appear.
4: Yes. It's, it's hard to tell what his performance on WATP was all about. But he's been going on other people's shows, and I documented when he was on Sciencey that he used a phrase that didn't make sense. Well, he used the same phrase with Anthony Kumia and Anthony called him on it, which I thought was a lot of fun. I was in the wrong place, wrong time. There's a saying going, no good deed goes unpunished. That's not true. You can get punished really, really bad. Wait, wait, but that's supposed to be sarcastic. No good deed goes unpunished means that all good deeds go punished. So you can't really use that as an example, Chad. It got brought up on Who Are These Podcasts, uh, and I was listening and saying, wait, Chad, it is no good deed goes unpunished because they all go punished. So you might want to take that one out of your repertoire. (laughs) Thanks, Ant. Uh, I do appreciate that. Also... I want to point out that on Would You Kindly, which is also on Compound Media, along with the Anthony Cumia Show, you have a show with Eric Nagel, and uh, you had a lot of nice things to say about WATP on this past episode that I was watching, so I appreciate that, Brian. Oh, you got it. You're a good egg. This guy's a good egg. I was also on this guy's show, this guy named Husey out of Ireland. I did an interview with him. That's out there. And it's called It's Husey Hello. He had Stuttering John on his show recently, and he asked Stuttering John about the whole Chrissy Mayer incident. I know we're still talking about the Chrissy Mayer incident. Can you (laughs) believe it? Anyway, I thought this was interesting because John makes a, uh, well, what he says here, I thought was, there's no way it could possibly be true. This allegation seems off base. And so I'm going to play it, and then I'm going to tell you, I followed (laughs) up with Chrissy to find out what's going on.
2: Well, what happened there? Because it seemed like you two were joking about and then there was just this switch of an argument. So it No, no, no. She edited it out. All the all of her stupid shit, what she was saying about COVID-19, all that, I think she edited it out. She was arguing with me for like 10 minutes that you don't hear.
4: All you hear is the one thing. So I asked Chrissy, because I watched that, and there was a lot of back and forth about covid and politics and stuff i asked Chrissy, did you edit any of this she goes i don't even know how to edit and i believe her (laughs) but she didn't edit anything if you watch the video there's no cuts or anything it's all just straight through and now john's pretending that chrissy edited the video to make him look dumber it's like no john you just look dumb on your own we don't need editing for that
3: this guy stuttering john like i hadn't honestly i hadn't really thought about him much until i started listening to WATP. Nobody and then I'm just like, what is this dude's problem? Like, he was kind of likable when he was on the Stern Show. He wasn't like, you know, he had some funny bits. I agree. Now I'm just like, this guy might be the biggest asshole out there.
4: Yeah, it, it, he's like, changed. He has definitely changed. He's become bitter, and he feels like something has been taken from him. But when he was on Stern, I enjoyed him too. I thought he was a funny character out there.
3: Still is. I, I didn't uh, think he, he lost was... his lawsuit. So.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. He's he's still on serious. <laughs> uh speaking of Sirius, Opie sent out a tweet did you see this one brian i
3: did i got a text from Iraq uh telling me that Opie has made a major announcement i don't yes, know if
4: Sirius I sent, was i sent this to Rock because i was like what the fuck so mike Sappho, his his old producer t- texted me and sent me the screen grab of his twitter and it says i just turned down an offer to re-sign with Sirius xm the deal wasn't quite right and i'm honestly still figuring out what direction i want to go in next was told Howard Stern will announce he's staying with the company after Thanksgiving. Sirius is aggressively looking for quality content to fill the void of less new content from Howard. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. So he's making a claim, Opie is, that Sirius, the company that fired him, is looking to bring him back on the air. How could this possibly be true? Opie has proven he has no audience. He's proven (laughs) it. Nobody cares about this guy. He's on Facebook Live talking to 100 people. Why would Sirius want this? So I asked E-Rock this question, and I guess this is the joke that's been going around since Obi put that, but E-Rock said, my guess is they were uh, asking him for a subscription. You know how they send out those emails, please come back to Sirius?
3: Yeah, I get them all when, the when time. When you let your
4: subscription lapse. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened to Obi. He's like, no, nope, 15 bucks a month? I don't make that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not right for me right now. Dude, this is insane, right?
3: You think it was like he went in for a meeting. They offered him something like insultingly low. He left and he's like, fuck him. This is what I'll do. And I'll just make up something about Stern.
4: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Could be. It's just shocking to me that he would even be having meetings with SiriusXM. But I don't know. He put it out there. It's got to be something to it, I guess.
3: Yeah, it's really weird. I, I... I listened to the Opie Stuttering John. I listened to that whole show, the one that you you dissected, and yeah, I couldn't believe how well Opie came off.
4: Next Isn't that to amazing? John. Yes, compared to Stuttering John, Opie seemed rational, in control of himself. Although it was funny because at the end, Opie goes, "You know, I don't even like talking about Anthony this much after talking about him for an hour." <laughs> yeah,
3: but nobody cares. <laughs>
4: nobody cares. I, I don't care. About it. I don't even like talking about this guy. He's talking about it for an hour straight oh <laughs> uh, that was interesting all right so as promised I have to talk more about my friend Patrick Michael
0: don't tell me if you don't like my show don't tell me if you don't like my show don't tell me don't tell me if you don't like my show don't tell me if you don't like my show don't tell me Because that's absurd.
4: I'm going to do something a little bit different. Now, Brian, I asked you to listen to a couple of episodes of The Briefcase.
3: I did. I wasn't able to pull clips, but they're they're locked up here, both of those episodes. All 20 minutes of them.
4: (laughs) I got got clips galore. But before we do that, I want to do something different. Patrick Michael was on somebody else's show. He went on the Average Fellas podcast, hosted by a guy named Zodizak. Now, Zach was on Do You Party, so this was like a little podcast swap exchange thing they did. And I always love it when people ask Patrick Michael questions, because the ideas that he has are so absurd. So for example, <laughs> he asks him, what is the goal? Why are you podcasting? Which I think is an important question to ask anybody who's putting out 30, 40 different podcasts. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? This answer is so ridiculous. I can't wait to analyze it with you, Brian. One of my biggest fears is not dying. It's dying
0: nameless. It's yeah. dying with anybody knowing that I was out here trying to do some shit, trying to let you know that I had an experience. I've lived a life. I have a voice. All of these things. And podcasting allows that to happen. Regardless of even though I'm doing a podcast where I'm interviewing people about parties, I'm there. Yeah. I'm in there. You get to hear not only their stories but you get to hear my stories from you know this could be a 100 years from now where people are listening to this much like this episode in itself yeah they could hear this and be like well that's why i listen to do you party or whatever it may be your
4: average you know what i'm saying okay so that's the weirdest way of saying i want to be famous that mm-hmm. i've ever heard he wants people 100 years from now to listen to him on a podcast
3: we um here comes a name drop you know i was talking to Brian Quinn and uh you know from Practical Jokers and my yeah. friend Walt and my friend Walt was saying that IJ would be around in 80 years just like the Honeymooners and uh you know uh Twilight Zone like things we still watch today from 50 60 years ago and me and Q both laughed at him of course because it's like you have no idea what entertainment is going to be like in 80 years from now I don't think it will include Patrick
4: Michael well also <laughs> I I, I want to point something out about this if Let's say 100 years from now, people are like, Patrick Michael was the most brilliant podcaster. He would never know that happened, so why would he give a shit? <laughs> that's like That's the <laughs> least rewarding goal to have in life. It's one you cannot accomplish. You can never fulfill <laughs> that goal. And I think that's the reason why he says it is because then it can never be called a failure. As long as he says, yeah, but 100 years from now, people might discover my podcast, and then they'll listen to it. It's like, oh, okay, well, then I guess you've done well because that could happen. We don't know.
3: It's like it's like saying I want to be as famous as possible. It's like you don't know what that metric is. You can't yes. measure it. It's so
4: unmeasurable. It's unachievable. We'll never reach it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just it's perfect. You're just you're you're always doing as well as you should be doing yeah. <laughs> when you set expectations like that. I like the way that Patrick Michael comes out of the gate on this episode. Now they don't call him Patrick Michael, they call him Patty Broken Skull. And Patty Broken Skull <laughs> is, you know, he's getting pretty famous and he's feeling like a big shot for being a guest on someone else's podcast. But I will
0: say ahead of time, man, get ready. Get ready, because they're coming. I'm an enigma. All right? The name is out there. Maybe not the Patty Broken Skull, but people know me. They know the voice.
4: He's telling them this is going to get a lot of downloads. Just so you know. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal that you're getting Patty Broken Skull. Patty Seagulls.
3: Also, it's like if they know the voice, how are they going to know to download it before they download it and hear the voice? Gosh, that's,
4: that's a really good point, Brian. No, it's <laughs> is nonsensical. It's almost like this guy's an idiot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what he looks like
4: Patrick Michael of course yeah.
3: yeah I've never seen him
4: oh dude you gotta watch the videos he puts up they're amazing oh, oh you should I watch his stand up he... he has a, a I'll send it to you I'll send you a link. he has okay. a 20 minute stand up routine that he does in front of the camera by himself and it's holy shit it's, it's something else
3: <laughs> listen to some of the stuff we listened to this week I'm like is he becoming more bitter do you think because he seemed very pissy
4: yes And I'll tell you what's happening, and we will get into this, but he's really proud of Do You Party. He thinks he's finally caught on to something. He's putting on an amazing podcast. The problem is no one's listening to Do You Party. They're all listening to The Briefcase because he drones on like a mental patient, and everyone thinks it's hilarious. And he's frustrated because he's like, why are people listening to The Briefcase? This show sucks. You should be listening to Do You Party. And he's getting very upset about it. I got a whole package that I want to get into, but before we go there... I got to talk about what motivated Patrick Michael to start podcasting. What inspired you to actually start podcasting? Uh, well, to be
0: honest, I, uh, I was a musician for a lot of years. And much like with music, it got to a point where I was alone. And I started doing everything by myself because people's work ethics weren't there.
4: So he used to be a musician, and playing bands, but everyone around him is lazy. So that's why he stopped being a musician. That doesn't make any sense. Also, we're going to have Brandon on from shitty song of the week again next week to break down. We have a love song from Patrick Michael. Ooh. This guy's uploaded over 200 songs onto YouTube and each one's worse than the next. It's unbelievable. He can't play drums. He can't sing. His, his rapping style is ridiculous. So that's going to be fun to talk about.
3: His music at the end of uh, at the end of one of the pods this week. I think it was the party pod. Uh, my wife was in the other room, and she's like, "What is that music?" <laughs>
4: <laughs> the, the most common thing I hear about when people co-host WATP is their wives overhearing the show. They're listening, and be like, "What are you, what's, why are you doing? That like, it's an assignment. I wouldn't normally be listening to this. I just gotta bear with me." Um, all right, so he quit music because this is still we're talking about why he's into podcasting now. What inspired him? So he's talking about he started this band with one other guy. They they were a two man like hardcore band or death metal band or something like that. And he's talking about why he started podcasting. Okay, so we would sit there, and me and my buddy would just have these just
0: obscure conversations that would go so many paths. You're like, somebody should hear this because that is insanity. Yeah. But to the point of like hilarity, you know, where you're laughing so much, like that, that does it's so crazy. And we would sit there for two hours before we ever touched an instrument and wow. just talk. And I was like, man, I feel, I feel like I've listened to Joe Rogan's podcast. I, I, I get it. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a thing for me because it encompasses a lot of my favorite things. Art, music, talking, random subjects, comedy. Okay. It all encompasses in podcasting.
4: I like that one of his favorite things is talking. <laughs> I like, <laughs> what are you into? I'm like, I'm into art, long walks on the beach, talking. <laughs> That's not what anyone ever says.
3: He also sets his sights very high. Like, you know, he's Joe like, Rogan. it's not like, oh, I heard this, uh, my friend do it. Or I heard another guy do it. It's like, I heard Joe Rogan do it. Like, yeah.
4: So what he just said was, he used to have band practice every Tuesday. And for two hours before they'd start playing music, they'd shoot the shit baked out of their minds. And because of that, he's like, I should be a podcaster. <laughs> and How else would Patrick Michael start? It, it makes nothing but sense. Joe Rogan could do it. I could do it. It makes nothing but sense.
3: Oh. When, I, when I was in my teens, um, I played guitar and I heard Ingvay Melmsteen and I'm like, I want to play like this guy. Yep. It was about a week before. I'm like, I will never ever play like
1: this guy. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> right. I love the people who are like, oh, I was inspired to do comedy by David Attell. It's like that guy discourages me to do comedy. I could never be that funny. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Uh, all right. So then he's talking about right after he explains what inspired him, unprovoked, he switches the conversation into how people hate his show. He does this multiple times during the show. It's hilarious. <laughs> the guy never asked him, do you have haters? Do people dislike your show? He just starts talking about it. He can't help himself.
0: Okay. It all encompasses in podcasting. Yeah. So why not uh, to any, to the average ear, you might not be a fan. Who cares? Yeah. But there's so many, there's so much variety. There's no reason for you to sit around and be like, this sucks. It, it shouldn't exist when there's, two million other shows to choose from and you can specify it to the genre you can be like oh i want to hear a podcast that's directly about 21 jump street and there's a show a podcast that will go through every single episode so why are you giving me shit you know yeah, i'm just yeah. a random <laughs> I thought that it was interesting and i've lived a crazy life and i have a perspective
4: zody's acts just like yeah yeah it's fine i mean of course it, people don't have to listen to your show if they don't like it i was just asking what inspired you to do it and then at the end, did you hear that Pedro said he's lived an interesting life? I've never heard a story from this guy that was interesting. He found a twenty-dollar bill once on his way to school. I heard him say, "I lived a
2: crazy life."
4: Oh, okay. What's been What's been crazy about it? Uh, he's crazy.
2: <laughs> well, there
4: you go. Does that count as a crazy life if you're just crazy? Well, it's interesting to us. I, I've, lived a, I've lived an amazing life because I have a mental disorder. <laughs> well, okay. It's
3: yeah, like literally cr- crazy. It like doesn't mean crazy. the same thing.
4: Right. Yeah. It's not that exciting. <laughs> um, all right. So then again, totally unprovoked. Patrick is mad at the people who tell him he sucks.
0: So it's okay for people to be like, oh, I don't fucking like this guy. Fine. But also keep it to yourself because there's a lot of people you don't like. You don't walk up to them in, the, in public and be like, you
4: fucking suck. You just move on. It's so weird. It totally unprovoked. He's just like, I don't know why people are telling me that I suck. I don't get it. Just don't don't talk to me. So then Patrick Michael is given a chance to promote any and all of his podcasts. Because that's why you go on other people's shows to promote your podcast. Or have fun laughing at jerks like Brian's doing with us today. Because you go on the show to reach a new audience and say, check out what I'm doing over here. And Patrick Michael is an enigma. The guy decides not to promote anything. And even Zony's like, "Oh, okay." But you said that you you obviously work on a a number of other podcasts. If you I don't you want to shout those out, you can. Um, I don't want them to know. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Um, but um, what has been like a highlight moment? Um, I mean, just as as a podcaster overall. Um, man, not a lot of good ones. Jesus Christ, he's not prepared for this interview at all. Do you want to promote any other podcasts? No, it's a secret. No one's allowed to know about it. All right, well, tell me something cool that's happened while you've been podcasting. Not not a thing.
2: None of your business.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What are you, my mom? This interview's over.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's with all the questions? (laughs) He's
4: not a good interviewer or an interviewee. He doesn't know how to do either of those roles. On a podcast. It's amazing. It just keeps getting defensive for no reason. If you like it, if you, you know what I mean? You start following
0: me. Guess what, guy? you get getting a message very soon that says, you want to come on?
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> you <laughs> know, it'd is- be interesting... If that guy who was like, I absolutely hate Do You Party podcasts, if that, if you're like, dude, shoot Do You Party an email and get on the show, man. Because like, I want to hear your party story if you think you're such a party animal. That's all I got to say. This, what did you <laughs> saw? You saw a review or something? No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, I didn't oh, see any reviews. Yeah,
0: no, I got you. Yeah.
4: The guy was saying, hypothetically, someone could say they don't like your, your podcast. Why? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> what's, his, what's his phone number? What's his mailing address? <laughs> I feel like
3: I want to make up like an insane party story and try to get on the show and I could probably do it.
4: Brian, you have to do it. You now have to do that. I'll I'll make it my mission. (laughs) Please do that. That would be amazing because uh, as I'll talk about in a little bit, he has gotten a semi celebrity to come on the do you party show. And he's very excited about it. And to the point where I think he's turning down people who aren't celebrities now. So that could be <laughs> that could be a good move for you, my friend. That would be Telling awesome. his
3: neighbor, sorry, I got a semi-celebrity. <laughs> Don't need you anymore.
4: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I, I'm so, I keep getting ahead of myself. Maybe we should just skip to that shit because it's so <laughs> fascinating, the shit that he's talking about. He did a, an episode of The Briefcase where he's talking about do you party? Like that's the only topic of The Briefcase. He never cross-promotes anything, but all of a sudden he's cross-promoting do you party because he doesn't understand why people are listening to the briefcase but aren't listening to do you party he's looking at the numbers and he's going guys you should be listening to do You party that's the better show
0: today we open up a case on my other podcast that's right guys <laughs> i have other shows i have many other shows but i really want just want to talk about the one The one that I'm just so happy with. Of course, I'm loving the briefcase and I love that you guys love the show. But if you do love this show as much as you seem to, how have you not, how have you not listened to Do You Party? I just don't, I don't get it.
4: (laughs) He's perplexed that anybody would not listen to Do You Party. He thinks that he's created the most amazing show content asking people if they've ever partied indoors without electricity <laughs> what, what amazing content this is who wouldn't want to listen to it so he does a 12 minute advertisement for do you party
0: if this if you're listening to this and you enjoy it believe me you will enjoy do you party it's more structured and it is not a podcast about myself per se
4: it's about the guest. Well, then, why the fuck would I want to listen to that? If you like this, where I just talk about my insane random thoughts, then you'll love this show where it's not about me at all. No, definitely not. You're missing the point. It's great, too.
3: He's like, it's fundamentally a better show. <laughs>
4: yes. He's like, in any way you measure it, it's a better show. You're an idiot for listening to this show and not that show. Why are you so stupid? <laughs> it's pretty much what he's saying. So now we find out there's the big reveal. We find out why he's so jacked about Do You Party while he's recording this episode of The Briefcase.
0: Just today, today, as I record this episode right now, I would say five hours ago, we finished a recording with Trey Peacock and the Kill Tony drummer, Joel Berg, Joel (laughs) Jimenez.
4: Whoa!
0: That's right, folks, we did it. We got Joel on the podcast, guys. We got to
4: hear Joel's party stories. He's so excited that he got this guy, Joel Jimenez, who's from the Kill Tony. Are you familiar with Kill Tony? I am not, no. Okay, so Kill Tony is Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony Hinchcliffe, stand-up comedian, really funny guy. He does a show. It used to be from the comedy store, but I think they do it remote now, where comedians come up, they get 60 seconds to do their routine. They usually suck. And then they kind of talk about why they came up with their routine and make fun of them and stuff like that. And Patrick Michael's obsessed with the show. There's a band on the show that is purposely terrible. They're like a, a joke band. They're like all <laughs> comedians like playing instruments really poorly. And you know, they always like play in between the stand up sets and stuff like that. And Patrick Michael is obsessed with this guy who's the drummer in this band. He's not like a good drummer. He's not like a famous (laughs) strubber, but Patrick Michael's obsessed with them. And he's so excited. He got him to come on to tell party stories. And now he wants to rub it in people's faces because he's had people who have agreed to do, do you party with them and then not show up? You know, we, we we played this. I think maybe it was on the bonus show where we talked about, he's like, you're the one who picked the time. (laughs) What's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Why did you show up? He's all pissed off. Um, so now he tells people that now he's, he's moved up in the world. He's got Joel Berg and, uh, he doesn't need to do shows with these nobodies.
0: I just don't see how anybody doing the show or being asked to do, asked to do the show wouldn't be able to do it. Okay. It's not as if you're coming in here to do the podcast, do you party? And you're simply answering. You're just asked. I'm asking you random questions, right? I have a structure. I have all the questions written down. They're in a place. They they go in an order. <laughs> so for for you know what? I'm stuttering a lot guys and I don't give a shit. Specifically for the people that have scheduled an episode and then canceled, just know that that's it. That's it, dude. You're not coming back. I'm not going to re-invite you. I'm not going to reschedule. You're done. Opportunity missed, and
4: I don't care. Wow. If you stood him up, that's it, man. You had your one chance, one strike, and you are out.
3: It's amazing that it doesn't occur to him that, like, people said yes, then researched, and are like, fuck that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know. He doesn't think that maybe they listened to an episode and decided this was a waste of their time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, point. how many people does he reach? <laughs> that's a really good point. Uh, so, I also, I thought it was funny that he explained to us in that clip why the show is so amazing, because he wrote questions in advance. And then reach those questions in a specific order. (laughs) That's amazing. When he starts talking about
3: the guy, he's like, well, you know, he's a drummer uh, and he's a comedian and he's from Boston. I was like, does he have Bill Burr on the
4: show? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now that would be impressive.
3: Wouldn't that be amazing just if Bill Burr agreed to sit through 15 minutes?
4: Dude. I mean, he did do (laughs) H3's fucking shitty show. Bill Burr did. He might as well do Patrick Michael. I have more respect (laughs) for Patrick Michael. Uh, what else do I got here? Oh, this is great. You were talking about how those women on the, uh, what was the name of the show that we just talked about for a while there? Pantsuit
3: oh, Politics. The, uh, Pantsuit
4: Politics. Yeah. You, you were talking about how those women would say something and then never back it up with anything. Like never explain why that's true. Patrick Michael is the same thing here.
0: All right. We got Joel Jimenez for a reason. All right. he He honestly came into the podcast and really didn't know what to expect. He didn't know who I was. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything about the show other than this guy sent him a message on Instagram, and he came on the show.
4: So, what was the reason then? (laughs) We got this. We got a famous guy on the show for a reason. Okay, what's the reason? There's people are talking about you. There's a lot going on with the show. No, he just randomly came on the show. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, that's the story.
4: Oh. That's not a, That's not really a reason, I wouldn't say. <laughs> he doesn't understand why anyone wouldn't enjoy Do You Party, and he's telling us how much you're going to love it.
0: Definitely check out Do You Party. I, I don't see how you can go wrong. I don't see how you wouldn't enjoy it. If you like me, or you hate me even, go listen to that show. You get to hear stories of people partying and how much they partied and whether or not they're party animals, right?
4: <laughs> Amazing plug. <laughs> I gotta hear about people I've never heard of, how much they party and whether or not they're party animals.
3: Yeah, like if you're gonna have someone that I don't know, I want it to be like Lisa Marie Montgomery. Tell me how she parties. <laughs> <Yes. you know>?
4: <laughs> <laughs> now that would be interesting.
3: Yeah, like some whacked out party people.
4: And then he's very upset that people are listening to the briefcase because he thinks that this is not his best work and he's getting <laughs> frustrated by it. I have more
0: followers on the briefcase more listeners on the briefcase than do you party. Okay? That's sad to say, but it's true. That's why I had to come here and make this episode so that way you guys knew, hey, if you're listening to this, you're listening to some dude ramble on about God knows what most of the time, you will definitely prefer a show where it's structured, it's set questions, and there's a guest, okay?
4: (laughs) He thinks that because he's got a guest on there, it makes it a better show. I don't understand his logic. I don't understand his reasoning.
3: Do you did you ever try like sit down and just like really think about a diagnosis for this guy? Because yeah. there's got to be something like oh, aspergers yeah. or some shit.
4: No, I, I don't. <laughs> I just enjoy it. I just enjoy it for what it is. I can't figure <laughs> him out. I, I don't know anyone like him. I've never met anyone like him. I think that's why he I has called himself
3: it. an enigma. So
4: <laughs> Yeah, he got he it wrong. He called it right out of the gate. But that's why it's so fascinating. Last clip about his uh, how amazing do you party is. And
0: uh, it's definitely worth a listen. So if you like this, you will like that. You'll probably like that even more and never come back here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that
4: amazing? He doesn't want people listening to the briefcase. He's only doing it because he, that's where he has the numbers. But he doesn't want to be doing that. He just wants to do Do You Party because he gets to talked to celebrities. He's very, he's very proud of that.
3: He's like, he's like the Bob Saget of podcasting. You know, he yes. got caught in something he didn't really want to do. <laughs>
4: right. And now he's like pushing back against it. It's like, oh, you think I'm just a fucking do-good dad from a sitcom? I'll say the F-Bob 15 times in one setup. Like, all right, Bob, we get it. We get it. You're a dirty comedian. We know. <laughs> uh, so I also listened to this episode of The Briefcase, episode number 49, where he's talking about Tom Brady, for some reason. Did you listen to this episode, Brian? He
3: was very angry.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He's so angry at Tom Brady. It's so silly. It comes out of left field, as far as I can tell. Now, I I don't think you're a big sports fan, right, Brian? You're not.
3: I'm not, no. You're not a
4: football guy. But I think even you will understand the stupidity of this argument that he's making about why Brady isn't the best. And then to circle back to Tom Brady as a whole... People give, give this dude
0: so much fucking credit for his Super Bowl wins, right? Let's not forget his first three <laughs> rings, I believe he won them by field goal. But truth is, Adam Vinatieri is the one, he's the reason that they won those first few Super Bowls. If not for him hitting those field goals, they would have went into overtime. Then history
4: would be different, right? This is mind-bogglingly stupid. So because they won by three points, it's obviously the field goal kicker who won them the game because he's the one who got the three points. It's like dummy. Anyone can kick a field goal. That's not the difficult part of winning a football game. These guys are interchangeable.
1: And
3: the only way you could really say that is if the team won three to zero, right? <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: and if let's say Brady wasn't the one who marched them down the field to get into field goal range in the first place, <laughs> it's, it's really fucking stupid. And I hate Tom Brady. I fucking hate Tom Brady. And I'm like, this is most moronic conversation I've ever heard. And I think he's just trying to piss people off. But I feel like what I'm doing here on this show as of now
0: is I'm simply just whittling down the fans, okay? I'm whittling down the supporters and audience to the point where, you know, the seven of you that continue to come back here and listen, you're
4: doing it for a reason. You enjoy everything I'm saying. He's trying to turn people off to this podcast. He does not want people listening to the briefcase anymore. He's so afraid of success. It's really surprising to see he's finally getting people listening and interacting with them and it's freaking him the fuck out. He cannot handle it.
3: But He's so, so bitter about other podcasters. Yes. He seems to try to, he's trying to reverse engineer the formula of success.
4: (laughs) That's a perfect way to put it. And I have the clip that sums this up. He gets so annoyed if people subscribe to a show that already has subscribers He's like, why would you do that? Those people are already successful. You're just making them more successful. It's just like these
0: podcasts that have 4,000 Patreon members. Like you think they give a fuck <laughs> about any of you? You're, you are just the 4,000 dumb enough to support something that doesn't bring quality content.
4: Enjoy. It's your money. It's your money. What is the think? What is the logic there? He goes, you shouldn't support them because they don't give a fuck about you. I don't think Tim Dillon gives a fuck about me. I'm not worried about that. I enjoy his show and I want to listen to the bonus episodes. What is is his thought process there? You should only support people who don't have any followers, who aren't good enough to get followers.
3: And there's no room for people who have followers who have... Because I I took a little particular issue with this. You know, like we have a lot of followers on Patreon and my thing is like, yeah, but we did a show for free for eight straight years before we
4: jumped onto Patreon. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> out Brian, for nothing. Brian, you were on television, so you shouldn't have any Patreon support. He like he literally says that. Like, if you were on TV, you shouldn't have Patreon supporters. He even throws out some names here, and for some reason, he hates Robert Kelly. I don't know he what
0: really all the hatreds of
4: Bob Kelly. It's so funny. They're not
0: supporting the little guys that are doing this to try to to make something out of it. But yet, you can go and support Dolly Parton, Justin Long, Robert Kelly. You know, these guys that have clearly been on TV, clearly made money. And you're going to go support them for the hopes that you can leave a cool comment and they'll read it.
4: No, that's not why anybody supports these <laughs> things. He doesn't even understand how <laughs> Patreon works. Like, you're just going on there so that Bob Kelly will read your message. I don't think so. I think most people who sign up for a Patreon never even message the host would be my guess but what
3: do I know I've never uh, never met Dolly Parton or Justin Long um I've met Bob I've hung out with Bob a couple times like I'm not I I, I'm past Robert but I'm not quite to Bobby he's one of the nicest guys ever he's so nice and like just a cool dude I don't understand where this because this isn't the first time
4: no he brings him all the time yeah
3: yeah like there's a vitriol with with Bob where you're like did he do something personal to you or what what's going on here
4: It's funny, too, because what he doesn't like about Bob Kelly is he doesn't... I I should should say Robert Kelly. I don't know. I don't know, uh, Bobby. (laughs) What he doesn't like about Robert Kelly is he doesn't like his podcast. So are you saying that you are able to critique other people's podcasts and that's okay? (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Is that where you stand on this? Good. (laughs) I got to ask you this, though, Brian. If he were to get to a place where he had 1,000, 2,000 subscribers on Patreon... Would he still go off on these rants? Would he still Absolutely. yell at
1: people? <laughs> why <laughs> are you supporting
4: someone who has all these subscribers already?
3: Yeah, he would look at another person and be like, What why them and not me? Like, have they not heard the party podcast? Everybody's too busy listening to the briefcase, you know? <laughs> like there would be yeah, there would be some reasoning as to why that wasn't good enough.
4: It's insane. He goes on to explain, he's talking about how some podcasts put out reruns, and he says this. Mm-hmm. And also, how hard is a podcast that you can't fucking
0: sit in, a, sit in a room and talk to your friend and then put it out? So he's going, why
4: would you put out a rerun? It's easy to make podcasts. Dummy, some of us put a lot of work into it. <laughs> some of us put hours of prep work and then hours of editing afterwards. This isn't a thing where it's just like, well, just go talk to your friend and put it out as a podcast. That's why they're successful is because they don't do that. They don't have that mentality. That's why they're doing so well.
3: You know, when you sent me the um, the podcast, the pantsuit politics that we were doing, yeah. and I'm cutting the the clips, it it it, may, it gave me a whole new respect for what you do and how long it takes. And oh, even sure. that, I fucked up some of the clips, even though I looked over it three times. <laughs> I feel like that's a little harder than sitting down and doing a ten minute podcast, blathering on about how no one will listen to this other podcast that you do, dude. That a little l- bit harder.
4: The briefcase. I he has legitimate fans now. And I, I talk to people all the time who say, I'm no longer ironically listening to Patrick Michael. I look forward to it. Because <laughs> you can't believe what comes out of his mouth. You can't believe this guy is putting this on the internet. It's so fascinating. And I, I just wish he understood why he's so good. Because he's great. Yeah, he
3: doesn't. He's, he's got no idea
0: why he's, he's no awesome.
4: Idea. He's got no idea. He's so great. He just doesn't understand. <laughs> he's great because he just says things like this.
0: And I could give a fuck about your president. I could give a fuck about your judicial system. And that is hard to say, and I don't care. I'm not fixing that.
4: (laughs) Oh, you know what I didn't even point out? The craziest thing about all of this. So he just had that conversation with that guy from Kill Tony he's all excited about, and he's promoting it. That podcast isn't even out yet. He hasn't edited it yet. It's not even available. So he's promoting this thing that doesn't exist. He's like, I can't believe you guys aren't listening to this show. It's amazing. I had celebrities (laughs) on. Oh, which episode is that? It's not out yet. <laughs> what? Why not promote it when you put it out? Like the day you put it out, then you go on your other show and talk about what a great show that you have that you should go check out.
3: It sounds like he's about to join or start a militia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh,
4: probably join. I don't think this guy's yeah. much of a leader, if you ask me. Oh, this is great. When he's talking, I'm going to back up again to our buddy Zodi and the Average Fellas podcast. <laughs> This guy's a a treat too. We should maybe look at his podcast sometime in the future. But Patrick Michael brings up how he does stand-up and then he has to tell one of his jokes to Zodiac. And Zodiac gives him a pity laugh, but it's way too late (laughs) with it. So you can just tell it just, it didn't work. Dude, every time I've done stand-up comedy,
0: it was never with other comedians. I followed singers, guitar players. No man. Hey guys. Uh, you know, if life was like a box of chocolates, what do we tell diabetics? Nothing. <laughs> you know
4: what I mean? Like, what? The yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know why he decided to go into a stand-up. That joke has never landed. He's never gotten a laugh from that joke and he continues to try it.
3: It lands though when he goes nothing. <laughs> yeah, That's that when it's great. funny.
4: <laughs> yeah, he goes, oh, what, crickets, what's going on right now? <laughs> Usually there's a uh, thunderous applause after I tell that joke.
3: At what point, though, like this is a young Patrick Michael, right? Like relatively
4: thirty-one, thirty-two, I think something like that.
3: Like 10 years, 20 years mm-hmm. from now. Yeah. I, what are I we hope, seeing? I wonder, like, God, I want to follow it.
4: I hope he's still going. I hope he has yeah. teenage kids and he's talking about that whole ride. And man, it would be so yeah. much fun.
3: Maybe he's in one of those nice big closets, like a walk in, you know, instead of just a little one.
4: yeah right he's really moving on up Uh, a couple more
0: clips from this show I don't know but I don't I don't feel like anybody who has self-esteem or confidence should be shit on I'm sorry I don't think I'm better than you but I'm definitely going to try to be a.
4: let me back up for a second I should point out (laughs) this is the answer he gives to the question what advice do you have for podcasters just starting out all right pretty good question Mm -hmm. he's been podcasting for a long time this is the answer to that question I don't
0: know, but I don't I don't feel like anybody who has self-esteem or confidence should be shit on. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I'm better <laughs> than you, but I'm definitely going to try to be a be better than you. I'm going to work harder. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put more effort. So sorry, I do 24 podcasts and you have one and you're upset at that. I, I, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what you want. You know what I mean? Like, what do you what do you I'm sorry, I just want to do more, I guess. Like I, I guess I could sit in the small bubble and be this thing that you want me to be, but I'd rather expand myself and swim in the big ocean. But somebody told me at one point, very early in my podcast days, to be the big fish. Be the big fish. And when you're told that from a person who's always felt like the small fish, I did.
4: <laughs> what, what does that mean?
3: And that man was Robert Kelly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that man was the biggest fish you've ever seen. Yeah. Robert Kelly. What does that mean? I was told to be the big fish. So is that why he doesn't promote his shows? Cause he doesn't want to get to another tier or another level where then he'll be a smaller podcaster who has a decent size. I, I don't I'm I'm trying to make sense of this. This is why I don't try to figure analyze this guy, Brian. I have no idea what he means by that.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the answer you want though. Like if he gave a straightforward answer, it'd probably be boring him saying that you're like, Holy shit, this is gold. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he is. He's like, it doesn't matter what the question is he's just going to rant about you shouldn't be shit on if you have high self esteem I don't know why people are shitting on me if my self esteem's not out of whack what's going on and then he gets into his philosophy which
0: is always fun if you're not accepting the possibility of failing you're not willing to examine these like I think about sports a lot and who knows man I could have been a very very good polo player but I'm not rich enough to get into there to practice I don't have a horse yeah you know, just like golf. Who knows? I could have a fucking beautiful drive. Never got a chance <laughs> to do it because it costs so much money to do that sport. Yeah. So there could be, from rule, rule, that's a hard word to say. It's a lot of, too much. Uh, from really bad ghettos in the world who have crazy talent in these in darts even.
1: Yeah.
4: But
0: they can't, they can't get into a bowling alley to play.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Weird examples there. He could have been an amazing polo player. Is there is there anyone playing polo? Is that... A thing that's going on.
3: He's like, I couldn't afford a horse. Uh, I couldn't even afford a a Ralph Lauren shirt.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was great, though. that he goes, who knows? I might be a great golfer. Dude, you can't go to a range. This is not, golf's not a cheap sport, but you could have figured out if you could have a good drive or not he
3: specified drive so yeah you just go to a driving range it's like a, a bucket range, borrow, of balls is five dollars
4: borrow a club it's fine it's so <laughs> fucking funny but I love that his thinking is I'm probably amazing at shit that I wasn't given an opportunity to do based on what you're bad at everything that you do why would you think that you would be good at something
3: you know who says that same thing like like a, a misplaced confidence that I find endearing is my kid she has down syndrome she's 14. Yeah. And no matter what it is, she's like, I'm the best at it. I'm like, you haven't even done it yet. What are you talking about? How could you be the best? And that's what it's like, Patrick Michael. He's like, I'm just not given the opportunities to be the best.
4: It's, it's a great way to go through life, isn't it?
3: Oh, it's awesome. She's so confident and great. happy all the time.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. It's like when uh, our buddy Andy came on here, very first episode, first podcast he ever did, he declared that he was the goat. It's <laughs> like, all right, let's slow your roll a little bit, buddy. This is fun the goal of do you party? And uh, we might be able to help him out with this goal. I feel like, so let's, let's see.
0: Truly. I just want to have the availability to go to anyone and say, Hey man, it's your turn. Let's hear it. And we go and they come on, you know what I mean? Rather than, Oh, you guys have 88 followers.
4: Who are you? Oh, I guess I didn't have the other part of that clip in there, but he talks about how he'd love to have Mark Norman come on the show. Brian, do you know
3: Mark Norman? I do. He's on Jim and Sam four out of five days a week. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, he is on there quite a bit. Mark's great. Really, really funny guy. I've gone to see Very him funny. live a few times. Really funny guy. Can can we try to get this information? Let me find the clip where he talks about Mark Norman specifically. And let's try to get that to Mark, because that would be amazing. I would love for Do You Party to just start getting like A-list comedians coming on his <laughs> show. It'd be so great uh all right last thing that i wanted to play because this i think is something that we can um, this is an actionable clip that i have for everybody listening man if you like to party share that's the place to party. share your story go share your story shoot an email um, uh, Do you even party at gmail.com do you even
0: party at gmail.com you can send it you can record an mp3 i'll play it on the show share because i know some people are like i just don't you know, I don't feel like putting my face out there. I don't want to put my name on it. You can send it in anonymously. Do you even party at gmail.com?
4: Thanks again, for sure. So I'm sorry that the mix on that was so bad because this fucking idiot Zodi Zach decided the music was more important than what he was saying. <laughs> fucking terrible. But what he said was Do you even party at gmail.com? You can send in MP3s and he'll play them on his show. <laughs> I think this could be fun
3: mp3s of what though like you partying or
4: no i think i think stories you can tell stories i oh, okay. partying and maybe maybe that's the way that he determines who he's, he's gonna have on is how awesome your story is
3: i think i'm gonna send story after story about how i was p- partying with a girl named carly <laughs>
4: <laughs> there's this really loose chick that i knew in my neighborhood in yeah. Indiana. oh my
3: god what a slob <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh god. i love it i love it so that, that's one idea there's lots of different things that we could talk to uh, Patty Seacup's about, but you can send in MP3s. Do you even party at Gmail.com? Does anyone promote Patrick Michael more than than this podcast? Um, oh, we have another ad, another ad to play for you, real quick. Itchy,
5: squirmy, scratchy family not getting clean.
6: Try W A T P. Now even less shitty. Goodbye, itchy squirm. <laughs> Hello, clean bottom.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with W-A-D.
4: Oh, producer Chris nice putting story. together a little bit with the uh, Charmin uh, bears. We hate those fucking bears. Those bears are always of itchy assholes. <laughs> <know>. I've never met <laughs> a bear with such an itchy fucking asshole as those Charmin bears. Every day with them fucking wipe your ass they eat garbage carl apparently uh i read every bernstein bears book (laughs) never a plot line about an itchy asshole not a single one those jewish bears never had an itchy asshole brian what have we done today my friend we've done it all
3: we have uh...
4: we talked about sarah and beth the hosts of the wonderful show pantsuit politics that put us to sleep. We talked about Anthony Cumia <laughs> talking to Chad Zumok. Husey talking to Stuttering John, Opie's ridiculous tweet, Patrick Michael not promoting his show. So you know what that means. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The, the teaser. teaser. The, the teaser. teaser
1: next week. The <laughs> teaser. The teaser. The teaser.
4: This is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP to get people excited for next week's episode. It's going to be our Thanksgiving weekend episode, and here's the clip. I've got some strange growth on my face. Yeah, it's, it's quite hideous. It's disgusting. It's uh, it's called cystic acne. Do you know what that is? Do no. you know? It's essentially a cyst on my face. I got a pussy face. You got a pussy for a face? Right, because cysts grow in pussies, right? That's the place that they can grow. That's the main place that they grow, I think, no, right? They grow all over the place. But mostly in pussies. Uh, it seems like it's a breeding ground for fucking cysts. It sound, doesn't it, sound, it sounds like where a cyst would grow is in a pussy. This is a show called Notes of a Goon: a suggestion that came in from Chris from Brooklyn, who's also the host of the show. This is on Gas Digital, and we'll be listening to that and reviewing it with our our buddy Kroach coming on next week. so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. And like I said, we'll get a bonus in before that.
3: I love Croach. I also love Kaya, so I hope there's not going to be this movement like Kaya, not Briar type thing going (laughs) on you know
4: yeah oh yeah now you you planted that seed (laughs) i love kaya too we got to get him back on the show soon he sent me a note about some podcast category i should look that up real quick there's a there's a category of podcasting that i can't believe exists give me a second i'm going to be i'm going to be unprofessional for a second and look at my phone during the podcast which i've done twice now i never do this all right he found a genre oh it's like the uh It's all about not masturbating. It's the no fap. You know, what is it? No fap November or something like that?
3: Oh, no nut November.
4: No nut November. There's yeah. a whole k- podcast category about not jerking off. <laughs> 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 I wanted to reach out to Kaya and uh, get his take <laughs> on this because that's ridiculous. Uh, it could be a lot of fun. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really enjoy talking to you and I'm, I'm really glad to have you. Anytime you want to come on, you're very welcome. And people can find you by listening to Tell em Steve Dave. How long has Tell em Steve Dave been a show?
3: Uh, 11 years now. Wow. It's been on 11 years, yep.
4: How do you keep it going for 11 years? What's the secret?
3: Uh, at the first half was me being on drugs and having stories to tell about it. And then the next half was pretty much me sobering up and straightening out my shit, getting married and having the kid around and uh i don't know just we just shoot the shit just normal shit we don't try to look for anything special we don't really have guests on because we're too self-important for that um it's fun it's 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 just fun it's my favorite thing to do
4: yeah well people love the show and i have a lot of friends who are totally addicted to it so again tell them steve dave go check that out wherever you find your fine podcast whatever player you're in uh I will let you go, Brian, if you want, or if you want to hang out and listen to voicemails and hang out with the review girl, you can do that too.
3: Yeah, I'll hang out. Oh, you'll hang oh, out? I should, awesome. also, I should also mention uh, yeah. Would You Kindly with uh, the mighty E-Rock.
4: Correct. On Compound Media, for all you subscribers, they do a weekly show, Brian and Eric Nagel. I, I really want to get Eric Nagel on the show again.
3: Yeah, he's fun. He knows so much.
4: He knows so much. And when we did the deep dive, on the show that he did with me about, um, now I'm blanking on his name, Pettengill. Uh, I want to say Scott, but it's not Scott.
3: Oh, uh,
4: Scott Shannon and Todd, Todd, Todd Pettengill. When we, when he did the deep dive on Todd Pettengill and knew everything behind the scenes and was pulling episodes that were supposed to come out weeks from now, it was really just unbelievable. I had so much fun doing that, so... I know the show takes a lot of people's time though too. It's not like a hey Eric, you wanna come on WATP for a couple hours? It's like, hey, do you want to do like a shit ton of research and spend a lot of time <laughs> pulling clips and writing writing notes and so I understand. I do I do appreciate that. Uh would you kindly tell him Steve Dave, the great Brian Johnson, and we'll catch you on the other side. So please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony.
2: Starting in the mush bits of morning radio.
6: Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone.
4: Let's all learn a lesson from this podcast. Don't do what we is a podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) epic fail
4: you fucking know all about this shit you know who are these podcasts i don't know i don't get it It makes no sense casey our review girl how you how you doing this week casey
7: i'm good how are y'all wow she's got more
4: energy than usual <laughs> Woo. i'm impressed i'm doing great i, I noticed just, um... i noticed we've been getting a lot of one-star reviews lately like a lot of like really shitty oh, reviews man. coming through <laughs> what's that all about
7: you got so you got 17 in the last four days
4: 17 uh, one-star, 17 one-star reviews. reviews wow that's yeah. 17 stars though <laughs> I'm gonna look at <laughs> god damn it you know we made fun of those cunts that do that show and then a bunch of other cunts don't like us all, all of a sudden
7: exactly Go figure. That's exactly what's happening
4: okay see we also have brian here too <laughs> yes
7: hello. hello brian
4: all right so brian's gonna play along with us you're gonna read reviews and we're gonna figure out how many stars it is it might be easy this week <laughs> <laughs>
7: okay so there's there's 17 one star reviews I'm definitely not going to read all of them because they're like the same thing it's just like a billion of them calling you ableist and misogynist and problematic
4: yeah yeah I saw problematic on that I was like (laughs) yes that's all I ever wanted to be was a problematic podcaster fucking did it that was my goal if that guy would have asked me what my goal was for podcasting to be problematic (laughs) reality
7: It sounds about right.
4: You know why Brian? Cuz that's measurable. That's attainable. You could say, mm-hmm. "No, I I am problematic." Now it happened. We did it. Yeah, I
3: mean that, that even a school child could do that. So as an adult if you're still maintaining being problematic, <laughs> very, I say that's a good thing.
4: Very impressive. You want to be problematic 100 years from now? <laughs> I hope 100 <laughs> years from now I'm still problematic. All right, let's get to these reviews.
7: Okay. Uh, let's see.
4: Did you not know this was almost going to
7: happen? (laughs) I've been
4: been filling time. And I'm like, are you going to read the reviews? I don't know. I don't know where they are. Let me... uh...
1: I have them
7: right in front of me. I was just talking to you. Sorry. All right. Uh, Trash by Baby B. Imogen. Well, these little guys are trash.
4: Okay. It's a one star. (laughs) Yeah.
7: Okay. Um... By the way, awful, like, our logo
4: is a garbage can.
7: So, shit? yes.
4: How do, you, how do you not know that going into it? I, I don't know, this this show is trash. Yeah, no shit, <laughs> this wasn't a mystery. Yeah,
7: yeah you know, this, this one review that just says uh, garbage for content, they know.
1: Yep, that's
7: <laughs> it's correct. It's supposed to be garbage, yeah. Uh, I'm just, uh, was, let me get through some of these. Please. Okay, piece of sweet. <laughs> bad reviews are clearly whiny wokesters or scorned podcasters who take themselves too seriously this show is pretty great usually only criticism is that the recurring bits can get wearing because i can't stand op and stuttering john i just skip that part when i'm bored
4: whiny wokesters is that the word they use in there
7: yeah yeah the bad reviews are clearly whiny wokesters i've never heard that
4: before that's funny Well, good news. We didn't do Opie or John today. So just way too (laughs) much Patrick Michael.
7: God, so you didn't talk about John. Did you see his art that he's trying to sell? He calls it a painting, and it's just like three pictures of fish, like, modge podged with some <laughs> dollar, bills, <laughs> <like say> dollar <laughs> bills on a canvas and he's selling it for five hundred dollars
4: yeah sell d asked him how much and he said 500 bucks <laughs>
7: okay, okay <insane. laughs> or,
4: or if he signs it it's 300 new <laughs> value so actually casey the fact that you brought that up now this was in our subreddit and our subreddit is obsessed with stuttering jack which i really do appreciate and enjoy yeah we've been talking about producing a bit and I think producer Chris is going to help us out with I'm this. On it. You're on it. We're going to start recapping all the news in the subreddit for the week. So we get people caught up who don't have the time to go in there and read all of these uh, different threads that are going on. So That's a good idea. <clears throat> I thought so too. All right, Casey. I, I don't pay you to talk about Sittering John. I don't pay you at all.
7: No, you don't pay me at all. <laughs> <sighs> Man. All right. These guys got nothing by Kane and Anal. There's only a finite amount of podcasts. This stuff is going to get old quick. Just give it up. This guy's Carl's entire shtick is how he can't believe how stupid something someone said. Is this really worth 200 plus episodes of content under garbage?
4: Oh, that's got to be a five star review, right? I think so. Brian, I'd you go do- with yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> What, what do we got, Casey? Absolutely. Yes! <laughs> that's good. When they said finite number of podcasts, that's what gave it away. I'm like, oh, no, there's, there's <laughs> infinite podcasts. <laughs> that's one thing I do know.
7: Yeah, no fan of this show would think there's a finite number. Right. <laughs> uh, boo. Untalented hacks make fun of more successful people. Not even any joy in the gimmick. Keep sipping that haterade, I guess.
1: That's a one, <laughs> that's
4: a one star. It's a so lame.
7: one star yeah all right okay i tried but couldn't manage to come up with anything super clever about this witless pathetic podcast so lame it doesn't even inspire a cruel joke or two be sure to give it a listen if you too have lost all ability to be original the literal embodiment of ignorance in one podcast. They don't understand something, so they make fun of it out of fear. Try graduating high school, boys.
4: They make fun of it out of fear. That would be a, a lot of work to if it was if it was a fear coming out of fear to do all this work. I think I would just ignore <laughs> it.
2: Yeah, you'd have to overcome <laughs> it.
4: <laughs> that's a good point. I'm gonna say it's a one star. Yeah, that's a one star. All right. What do we got? One more, maybe? <laughs> uh, More yeah, fun
1: than we'll sure. up? <laughs> okay. All right.
7: Why not every boring white man needs to put out his opinion that's actually just call him mm-hmm. being a rude and horrible person. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I saw that one. I saw that one. There, there's a guy and I really appreciate it. He puts all of our reviews on this Google sheet and he just hit me up the other day and was like by the way you're getting a, a ton of negative reviews so i just looked at it real quick and I, I saw that one and why is it the fact that i'm white have anything to do with it can't just be a horrible person <laughs> <I> <laughs> what's, what's the white thing all about
3: do we dominate podcasting <laughs> yeah. white guys
4: i guess i don't know no, i
3: hear a lot of women with podcasts too
4: right there's hey, a many. matriarchy in podcasting that's fucking mm-hmm. it all up i'm gonna be that guy now
3: yeah you got to kill it kill the matriarchy
4: oh boy (laughs) speaking of the matriarchy kamala harris called
2: into our show (laughs)
4: and left us a voicemail
2: greetings this is kamala harris this is how i sound carl i heard your comment that gino was good let me say emphatically that You are incorrect. As the first black Indian woman vice president elect, I can say that he was not funny. He did not get the format of the show. He was dull, boring, corny, and had an axe to grind. Please stick to cross, Andy. Or the ugly dog. Thank you. Oregon. Oregon.
4: <laughs> Oregon. Which dog is the ugly dog? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that.
7: You have to so was that, that still about Gino?
4: Yeah, people are still upset because I said I enjoyed Gino on the show, which I most certainly did. I thought Gino was great.
3: He was definitely uh, <laughs> shot out of a cannon. He was uh, very Gino. well he was he's Gino.
4: That's Gino, man, that's what he does. Yeah. He's not a sidekick kind of guy. You're not going to bring on Gino and just be like, hey, just be quiet. The adults are talking. Like, that's not how that's (laughs) going to go down. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Oh, my favorite, Crippled Jesus, calling into the show.
2: Hey, buddy, it's CJ. I just wanted to uh, say fuck you to whoever (laughs) wrote that review last week that said uh, you guys were ableist between me Heather and stuttering John being on last week. You guys have had more crippled retards on a show than any other show I know about. And uh, really, there's so many retards on this show. It should be called Where Are These Chromosomes? Later, buddy.
4: Jeez, I think this this is a guy with a good sense of humor about his his spot in life. You got to give him credit for that. CJ. Uh, All right, Uh, a couple more voicemails to run through here.
2: Listen to the bonus episode with you and Dick, and you made that that jab at Weezer about how (laughs) they made that whole album about making songs like they used to, and then they didn't fucking make songs like they used to. And I got to say, goddamn, Carl, you've never been more right about anything else in your (laughs) fucking life. I am so sick of... This new music that Weezer's putting out. I mean, it was okay when they did the White Album. There was a couple good songs on there. Do you want to get high was, was basically like a, a, like a like a time capsule that they opened, and it was an extra bonus track that you got off Pinkerton. But then they had all this other bullshit, like that one about cannolis in the pastry shop. I don't even remember what that fucking song was called. I did not think
4: I brought up Weezer. (laughs) I I think this guy's hearing what he wants to hear. Oh, he's talking about Weezer (laughs) over there?
1: No. It's just
2: just awful. (laughs) What is this fucking bullshit that Weezer's pulling where they, they make rock for people who hate rock and they make pop for people who hate pop. That's basically what they are now. Meanwhile, the fans, the fans who have been listening to their music for years, they're just shitting on them constantly. Weezer fans, we only want one fucking thing. We want... That, that fucking Weezer grunge sound, you know? We want Rivers Kiomo to talk about how he can't get laid. We want that upbeat energy. We don't want fucking synthesizers and bullshit. Wait, did he say
4: we only want one thing and then he mentioned three things that yeah. he watch Yeah,
2: it sounds like <laughs> guy's good. all over the place. And Weezer's new music. <laughs> like, every album they put out since then is fucking trash, especially the Black album. What fucking blue balls I've gotten... From, from the Black album. Oh, yeah, we're going to put it out. Oh, we might not put it out. Oh, we're going to put it out. Oh, look, we dropped it. More poppy bullshit. Fuck mm-hmm. Weezer, man. I'm really glad that I can call this hotline and bitch about Weezer because I'm 20 <laughs> years old and all my friends don't even know what the fuck Weezer is.
4: I want to point something out here. At a certain point when a band puts out album after album that you don't like, that's on you. Why are you still listening to it? I've never heard yeah, the white album or the stop. black album. I don't even know what these albums are. I stopped listening to Weezer. Yeah. They suck.
3: There's only one album,
2: and it's the Blue Elm, the Green Album, and uh Pink- <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's yeah, the only album I like by them.
4: <laughs> oh, that was it that was a weird voicemail. I don't know why I played that. Oh, Tucker Dixon called back in.
2: Hey Carl, Tucker Dixon here. Um, just wanna point something out. On the Dick Masterson crossover episode, uh, Patrick Michael is complaining about all the podcasts that come out on Monday i went through my uh podcast that usually drop on monday
1: oh
2: w-a-t-p i'm wondering if he uh is targeting you in a very smart way and you
4: fell for it carl anyways call me back her out two reasons why that's wrong one patrick moyo doesn't do anything in a smart way (laughs) that's right and two (laughs) our show drops on sundays (laughs) do you really think that he's like trying to send me secret messaging If that's true, that's amazing. That would be incredible.
2: Uh... Hey, Carl. You need to get Vinny on one of your fucking crossover episodes with the dick show. Okay. I hear Sean all the time on those episodes
1: who's part of
2: the dick show, sure. But Vinny is as much as a part of uh, Who Are These Podcasts as well as the creep-off. As Sean is the dick show. You need to get him on there. I want to see him interact with Dick and Sean.
4: Who are these fucking Vinny Winnie assholes? This is the, the kind of guy who always votes for Vinny and the creep-off,
2: too. I do not like this.
4: He's oh. the
7: people's champ.
4: Yeah, Casey's one of them, too. You're on that side.
7: And I voted for you last time. You did? Yeah.
4: Wow. What did I do to deserve <laughs> that? What could I, possibly I don't have remember,
7: done? but I remember voting for you.
4: Right. Um, oh so we have another person calling in who doesn't like crippled Jesus
7: Tim
2: <laughs> hey Carl this is handicapped Jesus Did you tell that crippled Jesus to shut the fuck up
5: quit calling
2: I fucking can't stand retard alright come back <laughs> handicapped Jesus <laughs> <laughs> not a <as> bad <laughs>
4: <laughs> I want a drawing of the people who call into our voicemail segment. If somebody can <laughs> illustrate that, that would be interesting. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: it would be like outsider art, just drawn in feces. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should uh, commission piss Jesus.
7: John to do it. Stuttering John? Because he's the artist.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll,
4: I'll give him 500 list. bucks for that. That's a, that's a good idea. All right, last voicemail to play, and then uh, we can move on with our lives. Hey, Carl, this is
2: Kit. A uh, cat named Bootsy from Syracuse. Uh, I was listening to some older episodes recently, and namely the uh, Adam Carolla Show episode, and I got to thinking, I remember Maddox actually was on an episode of the Adam Carolla Show, so I thought maybe it'd be a fun idea to try another crossover bonus episode with the Dick Show, or you guys go ahead and review that one. So, and uh, have more crows.
4: Anyway, call me back. Yeah. You know what? I've never actually seen... Maddox on the Adam Carolla show. I to have to look that one up. It must have been a long time ago because it was been Maddox to get booked on shows like the Adam Carolla show. <laughs> I can only imagine. Which reminds me, please, if you haven't yet, if you're in the area of Tampa, Florida, get your tickets. We'll be there December 12th performing live for everybody. It's tampa.dick.show is where you can purchase those tickets. Uh, a lot of funny comedians and podcasters will be there and uh, we'll be there making fun of someone. We'll be laughing at jerks. I know that. Uh, Casey, again, thank you for coming on and reading the reviews. We always appreciate that.
7: Oh, yeah, of course.
4: Anything, uh, any parting words?
7: Oh, no. <laughs> All
4: right. Perfect. Always prepared. I like that. Bye, Casey. Uh Brian was this everything that you hoped it would be?
3: It was and more.
4: <laughs> You're the it's best. It's so
3: buddy. fun, dude. I thank you so much.
4: You're the best buddy. I thank you. You've promoted us a lot and that's awesome. I really appreciate not only the support but also coming out and doing the show with us. It's so much fun. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. Yeah, you rock, man. All right. See you, everybody. This is it. It's over. Okay?
0: Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, goodbye.